Welcome the radio audience to the Sunday morning service of the Kings at Eastern Baptist Church. We trust you will receive a blessing as you worship with us around the Word of God. Our text for today is found in the book of Romans, chapter 8, verses 23 through 25. Romans, chapter 8, verses 23 through 25. And not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves grown within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wit the redemption of our body. For we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope, but for what a man seeth, why doth he yet hope for? But if we hope for that we see not, Then do we with patience wait for it. Verse 23 is my text. And the latter part of the text says, Waiting for the adoption, to wit, the redemption of our body. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, we thank Thee for this day. For the opportunity we have of meeting here and worshiping and serving Thee. We ask that Thou be with us in a very special way today. May Thy will be done. Speak to us through Thy Word, and lead, guide, and direct us. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. My message today is on the Blessed Redeemer, but especially on a part that oftentimes... We don't hear too much said about it. We don't talk about it much. But as the last part of verse 20 says, waiting for the adoption to it, the redemption of our body. The redemption of our body. We, we talk much about the, our Savior, the blessed Redeemer. We've talked about the fact that He... Uh, he died on the cross of Calvary for us, shed his blood for us, and died for us. And um, we, we, we say, you know, that a child of God, when they uh, die in this life, they're taken up to be with the Lord. Uh, their, their soul uh, goes to be with the Lord. The soul never, never dies, just the body dies. And the body is buried, and the soul is taken to be with the Lord. And that's true. But one of these days, our body is going to be raised and changed. And that's what we want to think about today is not so much that our body is going to be uh, raised and changed, but just how great and how complete the redemption of the Lord Jesus Christ is. In, uh, we, in verse 23 that we read, not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves grown within our bodies, waiting for the adoption, or to it, the redemption of our body. What he's saying is, while we're saved, 
we're saved, we're living in this old sinful body. I mentioned something about that earlier in the Bible study class. We, we still live in this body. The Spirit of God has entered into our body with us, but we still live in this old sinful body. When we're saved, we're redeemed. But the redemption of God is not something that just happens and then is over. It's a continual redemption. As a child of God, we have in us the Spirit of God which teaches us the things of the Bible and guides us through the Bible the ways that we should go. Sometimes we fail. But we have within us the one that lets us know what's right and what's wrong. You see, before we're saved, we're dead spiritually, and we don't know the difference between right and wrong. But then when we're saved, we're given understanding. We're given life, and we know the difference between right and wrong. We know what's right. And one day, we who have been saved, we're saved for eternity. One day, the redemption, the redemption will be complete. And that is that we will be uh, not only just um, redeemed in our soul, our body will be changed. We will be um, uh, changed. We'll be uh, we'll be given a new body, and all of that. That's what we want to talk about in the message today. Christ not only redeemed the soul, but also the body. He's the complete redeemer. <clears throat> The finished part of that redemption comes when the Lord takes us to be with Him and changes us from this sinful body to a body that is uh, uh, more uh, more uh, perfect, is perfect in Him. We're changed, and uh, that's when he—that's what He's talking about—the redemption of our body. The redemption of our body. And then he talks about our hope is not just what we have now, but what we're looking forward to as well. In verse 25, the last verse that we read, if we hope for that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. We're waiting for the time when the Lord will take us out of this life We'll have our, our, our redemption will be complete. We're positively, completely, uh, wholly saved now, but except for the fact that we still live in this fleshly body, and that will be changed. God um, purchased us before the foundation of the world. We were uh, safe 
and saved by the grace of God. We are uh, secure in Christ. And now uh, we're waiting the time when this old sinful flesh, we will shed this sinful flesh and be changed and caught up. He, He saved me. He had me written down in the book of life. He purposed it before the foundation of the world. But we did not receive it until the day we were saved, the day that he purposed for us to be saved. And that's the same way with the body. We still have this sinful body, but soon we will be uh, changed and changed and brought into the presence of God in a perfect sin, sinless body. We're still waiting on that part. We're still here in the flesh, but we have the Spirit of God in us to work with us and guide us as we go through this life. But we still fail. And when we do, we will answer for how we, how we served Him, not for our sins, because our sins are covered by the blood of Christ. That's not an excuse to sin. But it's to let us know that when we do, because being in this sinful in this sinful place, we will at times. But it's to let us know that we're safe and secure in the arms of God. There's no fear in the heart of the true child of God, because we are safe and secure. We're safe and secure. Let's look over from where we were in Romans chapter 8 and look at um, uh, verses um, uh, 38 and 39. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. If you hear people say, you can be saved and lost again, that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says, nothing, nothing can separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Death, life, angels, principalities, powers, things present or things to come, height, depth, nor any other creature can separate us. Someone said, well, we can, check, we, can, we can lose our own salvation. No, we can't. No, we can't. In the first place, we're changed. We're changed spiritually. We're a child of God. We never, we never leave that. We can never lose that. We're in His arms. We're safe and secure in Him. John chapter 3 and verse 16, which we, we quote quite often, John 3:16, "For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever, whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, 
whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's what it says. Plain and secure. Safe in the arms of Jesus. In verse uh, uh, 36. He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. And he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. He that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. But he that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. That's what this verse says. If you believe on the Son, you have everlasting life. If God says everlasting life, He doesn't mean we can live in a day or two. Everlasting means that it lasts forever. It lasts forever. It never ceases. It never stops. It lasts forever. I've had people say, I was saved and then I was lost and I was saved and say they've been saved several times and lost lost again and saved again. No. You can only be saved once because it's an eternal salvation. It never ceases. When we're saved by the grace of God, we're, it is eternal. We're always in the arms of Jesus. Always safe. Always secure. We fail, yes. We're in the flesh. But we do not get lost. We're safe in the arms of Jesus. Jesus said in John 14... And verses 1 through 3. Jesus said, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Jesus said, I'm going, when he left this earth, after he came here in the flesh, he told the disciples, he said, I'm going, but I will return. He says, I'm going to prepare a place for you, and when, when, I'm, when I'm ready, I will come back for you. I will return. In um, John 11, verses 25 and 26. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he die. Or yet shall he 
Though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? He said, Even though you're dead, you live. I'm the resurrection life. You believe in me, you live. You live and believe in me, you'll never die. Believest thou this? Not talking about physical death. He's talking about the the death of the soul. You'll never die. If you're saved by the grace of God, you're given a new birth. That birth is the birth of the soul within you that will never die. We're promised that our salvation is eternal. It's what Jesus, what I just read to you. And God, when he says everlasting life, doesn't mean we can live it in a day or two. We're redeemed forever. Jesus tells us that he's preparing a place for us. He says, I go and prepare a place for you. I read that in John 14 a moment ago. I go and prepare a place for you, and if I prepare a place for you, you'll never die. That's what he said. Now, John 11, verse 25 and 26 He said, and I read this for you to you, I think. But he said, I'm the resurrection and life. Whoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. We may sleep in the Lord. You see, we, we actually don't say it right when a child of God dies. We say he died. Well, he didn't really. He's sleeping in the Lord. His body is laid in a grave. But he's in the hands of God safe and secure. That's only for a while. That's only until He comes and takes us to be with Him. 1 Corinthians 15. First Corinthians 15 and verse 42 through 44. So also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown in corruption, it is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor, it is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness, it is raised in power. It is sown a natural body, it is raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body, and there is a spiritual body. We may die before the Lord comes for us, physically. If we do, our body is buried. That's what it's talking about. Sown uh, in corruption. The sinful body. But raised in incorruption. Verse 49 of 1 Corinthians 15. Beginning verse 49 through uh, 58. And as we have borne the image of the earthy, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, neither doth corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye 
at the last trump. For the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruption, when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But, the, but thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Now, what I've been saying, we're saved and safe. So he says in this last verse, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain. We are responsible to work for the Lord, to serve Him, not to get saved or keep saved, but because we are saved. We are God's people. Well, when He redeems us, There's always a question, well, what does a redeemed body look like? Well, let's turn to 1 John chapter 3 and verse 2. 1 John chapter 3 and verse 2. Beloved, now are we the sons of God. Now, we're the sons of God. It does not yet appear what we shall be. I can't tell you what we'll look like. But we know that when he shall appear, when Christ comes back, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. You see, I don't know what we're going to look like. It doesn't tell us. In fact, it tells us we don't know. Now are we the sons of God, and it does not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we'll be like him. We'll be like Christ. Now, what Christ looks like, I don't know, and you don't know. A lot of people have pictures, so-called pictures of Jesus on their walls. Those are not pictures of Jesus. They're the pictures that an artist uh, kind of pictured in his mind what what he thought Jesus looked like. And I personally took all those pictures down when I realized that. I don't have those so-called pictures of Christ. We don't know what Christ looks like. But we will, when he comes, we will see him and know him and we'll be like him. When he shall appear, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. Nobody knows. I've heard people try to describe what Christ looks like. They can't because they don't know. I don't know. You don't know. Nobody knows. The only thing we know is we'll be like him when he comes. And that's, that's, the, all, that's the only thing we know uh, about what he looks like. 
But what we do know is that we uh, we have within us a hope. Back still in First John chapter three, it says every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. We are made pure in Christ, and we strive to live that way. We know that he was manifested to take away our sins, and in him is no sin. Whosoever abideth in him sinneth not. Whosoever sinneth hath not seen him, neither known him. See, we have within us the nature to sin. But we also have in us the nature to serve Christ. And he will guide us and walk with us. And someday, either while we're alive or after we've died, he will come for us and he'll raise our body. We'll change this body if we're still alive. Or he'll raise our body out of the grave and it will be changed to be like him. We're safe because we're saved in our soul. Our body is still in our sin. We're still in our sinful body, but it will be changed. We will indeed be like Christ because He is the blessed Redeemer. He shed His blood in order to be the price that was paid that we would be safe and secure. That's what makes the amazing grace of God amazing. That's why we call it amazing grace. That's why we sing amazing grace. Because the grace of God can change a sinful person and make us alive. And one day, the, the, uh, the salvation that we have will be completed when the body will be changed. We're safe and secure and saved within us. And one day, this body will be changed. We'll be changed and we'll be the child of God. In flesh as well. Actually, the flesh will be more like an eternal thing. But in flesh, the changed flesh, the flesh that looks like Jesus, we will be in eternity with our Lord. That's what it means to be saved. That's the security that we have. That's the positiveness that we have in Christ Jesus. That's why we call him the blessed Redeemer. Let's stand to be dismissed. Johnny dismisses in a word of prayer.